time to get real. I want to see some crazy whizbiz. What's the magic made out of ding dong? I want to see some of that whizbiz. for some crazy whizbiz with Alex and Derek because it's Whizbiz Podcast Time. It is the titular oh my Whizbiz Podcast. I know, time. I know. I'm so excited about it. We got to this. the title. I yeah, finally. So I was trying to figure out what episodes we needed to watch this week, and I was like, uh season three, episode eight. I'm like, that sounds really familiar to me. It's the wizard battle episode. Like, oh man. Oh, that's why. Because yeah. I, I think I was like, you need to get clips from this episode yeah. where we were discussing how to do the uh, the theme song. I was like, season three, episode eight. I swear <laughs> we're gonna find some shit in there. So in this so in this episode of our podcast, we're going to be discussing Adventure Time season three, episode seven, still. And then season three, episode eight, Wizard Nash and Young. Oh, sorry, Wizard yes. Battle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I kind of I, I feel like these, these these are both really really good episodes. I enjoyed watching both yeah, of them, uh, but it did really make me think that, uh, especially this first episode. Still, I feel like maybe our friendship isn't as uh, good as it should be. So I did uh, slip a paralytic into your. Uh, Hard seltzer over there. Oh, and pretty soon you should be frozen. Cool. Um, as unless, long as you can talk, unless you can tell me what my favorite color is, then I will um, just give you the antidote. The color of shit. Fuck. <laughs> and I made a rainbow uh, gesture with my hands. What color is that? Puce. Yeah. <laughs> Mauve. Um, Eric, uh, how have you been? Let's 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 get some reports. I hear tell mm-hmm. you're you've you've returned to your camping roots and gone camping. Do you have any fun things that happened there? Uh, I probably should ask you this before we recorded because this could be like, no, we were just in a tent for a while. <laughs> I uh, I I went camping with my family way out uh, outside of Paisley, Oregon, and oh, is that your favorite color? Paisley's not a color; it's a pattern. Oh, is it? Oh, okay, yeah. I knew it had something to do with color. <laughs> um, yeah, it was fun. Uh, there are two exciting things. One of them was uh, it was a be- it was a beautiful clear night. Um, all the nights we were there and i saw uh more bats and nighthawks oh, nice. uh, hunting at night than i've ever seen before like i i was shocked by the number of bats there, there must have been dozens uh the mosquitoes were not horrible but they were bad enough and the bats uh wait just gobbled. a question the nighthawks are hunting the bats or do they hunt the like... nighthawks also hunt bugs but they they do hunt bats too i don't think so oh, okay they i don't know anything about nighthawks night... uh... other than owls they're kind of like, yeah, they're bug eaters. Okay. They're, they, I don't know that one of them could catch a bat, uh, but they're very agile and they're very yeah. incredible birds. They're really fun to watch. Um, so yeah, that was kind of cool. Uh, in Paisley, Oregon is what may be the oldest uh, bar in Oregon. Really? Yeah. Apparently there's a contender in Pendleton that claims that it's the oldest bar in Oregon. Oh, but, wow. Uh, we went to that. The, it's like the, the Pioneer Saloon or something. It's in been Paisley. around for 35 years. Okay. It's been around <laughs> since like the 1880s. Yeah, I know. It's, just, it's, 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 it's like that English thing where like in England, everything is yeah. like ultra old. And you come to New York, you're like, this is our oldest building. It's 400 years old. It's like, yeah, I got a Roman settlement down the block. But then from like the East Coast, <laughs> of, the East Coast and the West Coast, like, yeah. oh yeah, this was built, uh, you know, uh, Pilgrim Times. Like, yes, this is our oldest monument. It was built... Like Yesterday. literally my great grandpa who was around. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so that was that was kind of cool. Wait, did you drink there? Sorry, I got distracted by the oldest part. Yeah, you know, I really so if I'd had a chance, 
I would have loved to just to have just sidled up to that bar and had some whiskey and stuff. But we we were just in town for like lunch, so I oh, just okay. I had a beer and we had pizza and the pizza was really good. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, it was a really nice, and the campsite was gorgeous and really nice. I really recommend people check that out, uh, especially since I don't know that, you know, Paisley is kind of a dying town. It's a very, very tiny place, maybe like 200 people in it. Yeah, everybody moved over to Fleur de Lee. <laughs> Pattern jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they all moved to Plaid, Oregon. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Plaid is a much better joke. Damn yeah, it. well done. I know. Hey, <laughs> thanks. Uh, but uh, the, the, the saloon, the Pioneer Saloon, is for sale for the low, low price of half a million dollars. But you're looking at it and you're like, how? There's no hotel in Paisley. There's like a dinky little school. There's hardly anything there. How's anybody going to make money off of a half a million dollar investment in Paisley? Yeah, I mean, maybe we should go there and start like one of those like, I forget the name of it, one of those mushroom churches, like Santa, what's that? (gasps) We should start a mushroom church. What's that mushroom church? Santa something? It's like a Christian mushroom church. A Christian mushroom? I don't know Yeah, there was one one. in Portland for a minute. It's down in Eugene, but um, Uh since it's a church, you're allowed to use it as a sacrament. Oh. Santa Daime. Santa Daime. Yeah, I think it's, or something very close to that. Okay. Um, Yeah, that would be fun. I want to tell the audience that I went back to the Hillsborough Pinball Museum, Next mm-hmm. Level, uh, which is incredible, and everybody should go there. But uh, I was playing so many stupid games, and I realized that there's this weird... Like, I understood where QAnon came from, basically. So, like... <laughs> you had an epiphany in a pinball museum. Because, yes. <laughs> like, one game is called, like, Lizard People, and it's, like, a lizard person, like, looming over the pinball board. Uh-huh. And then there was, like... Uh, what was the other one? There was, like, uh, Reptiles from Space or Space Invaders, and there's like, two oh, Martian things. There was, like... There was a lot of... Oh, the one was, like, Bloodsucker or something. And, like, there was just all this, like... I was, like, you know, those people that grew up in the 70s, this was their... This is what we imprinted on them, and that's right. why that's why they're the generation that invented this horse shit. It was just kind of fun, and also that I mean, it's just that place is great. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, you know, it's the, I feel like the eighties, the early eighties, were just obsessed with lizard people and lizard mm. aliens. Like you remember V? I do. I watched yeah. the. Um, I never saw the original. I watched the remake with uh, Marina Baccarin. You gotta, you v. gotta go watch the original. Yeah, it's... but the remake has Marina Baccarin as the lead V. And the original, I can't remember who plays Diana in the original, but but she's gorgeous, and she, you'll you'll love her. Yeah, she's got huge '80s hair. She's got those cool, uh, those cool V outfits with like the black triangle. Oh, that's right. They look like they're in like a the Robert red... Palmer video. Yeah, yeah, they, they're amazing. They look so cool. They've got cool V sunglasses, and oh, um, that's true. And I think the guy that plays uh, Freddy Krueger is in it. Robert England. He is. Robert England yeah, is he in plays the original. One of the, yeah, you're right. He plays one of the visitors. Yeah. Uh, who switches sides and tries to help out. And then I can't remember, like, Michael Ironsides is in it. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, and I want to say, I can't remember who the main character on the good guy's side is in, in V, but I, I want to say it's, like, the guy who was in Airwolf. I don't think it was. Uh, John and I, from John and Alex Hate Stuff, went to see scanners at the hollywood theater sweet and michael ironsides was there and he gave a talk afterwards you got to see michael ironsides in person i gotta tell you like one of the most charming people i've like he is 
a fucking delight. Ugh. It was, I was just like, I, I could have listened to that man. Like he, I don't remember how long he talked, but I could have listened to him for hours. Like he was just telling <laughs> stories and just, he's like a really like, he's like, he, he just showed up wearing denim. He's from Canada and he's just like, he's exactly the kind of guy that would wear denim and is from Canada. Like he's mm-hmm. just got like this, he's just so fucking laid back and just history. Like That's he's so got cool. that don't give a shit energy of like guys that have been in the business for so long. Uh-huh. Uh, really fun. That so, sounds awesome. You ever had the chance to, uh, see michael irons i give a talk i do it it's really i will i will i don't know when i'll ever get that chance probably uh, probably never but probably never but you know i certainly didn't think i was gonna have that chance but john was like hey they're playing scanners and i'm like sitting in the audience and john's like uh i think he mentioned while we're there that michael irons is gonna be there i'm like the fuck really i just went because i wanted to see scanners yeah (laughs) uh okay so maybe we should um let's talk about um wait hold on so what's your favorite color um, uh, I'm gonna guess black because it's the only color you ever wear. It's true. My favorite color is uh, mauve. Do or, you even know what color that is? Taupe. No, I just like the way they're spelt. Uh, no, my favorite color is like a um, like that kind of snail purple, like that the, the oh you know, snurple. Yeah, like that the sea people did, and like you know. Yeah, God, what the were the names of those? Uh, what was it, or the names of those? purple the, those snails have such a cool name i don't you know it's funny i watched it i watched the whole it's not uh, mucinex that's a no it's something medicine, close to that it's very um, close to uh, uh i watched the whole uh documentary about this guy that like re like basically reinvented how to make that you know that prussian purple or whatever you call it yeah apparently prussian, it but, yeah. smells horrible yes he, they mentioned that in the yeah. thing because it's yeah apparently the snails are like super gross and you have to like oh, dry man. them and stuff i read this <laughs> okay we have to talk about adventure time yeah, I was just about to start a new. Yeah, topic okay, of yeah, that'll be that'll we, be our first our first segment is going to be Eric talks about that thing. We already just had our first segment. It was uh, we just bullshitted for twenty minutes. <laughs> well, I mean, that's how we start every episode. Okay, so, okay, all right. So the first episode we did was Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, uh, except just Stephen Still. Yeah, 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 just still, just still. Yeah, I don't remember this episode. Like, I mean, I remember it now because I watched it earlier today. But like, I oh, have. Did you had you forgotten? Oh man, I don't. F- I'm sure I've seen it because uh-huh. I'm sure I've seen every episode. But man, I'm pretty sure I haven't seen this episode before today. It, oh, it wow. did not ring a bell at all. Like really, there was. I sort of remember, unless it's in another episode, that Gunter likes knocking over bottles. I think he likes breaking stuff in a lot of episodes. Yeah, I that was sort of familiar to me. But mm-hmm. besides that, like this was all new to me. And by the way, great episode, really liked it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, un, unfamiliar to me, which was weird because I was not, I was not expecting from the start of the show to the end that there was going to be an episode that I'm like, oh, first time. Oh. <laughs> yeah, one of the things that I really love about this episode, and also I think this episode. Uh, really really makes me like the ice king even more as a character like he's yes he's a psychopath he has no sense of what's right and wrong no sense of uh he he doesn't understand anything about friendship and he is just a complete like he just doesn't have a sense of morality but um he's amazing in this episode and he's so disgusting and he's just like all of his ideas about how everything works are so wrong and he just doesn't understand why anybody would think that <laughs> so my my only kind of uh i agree with most of your point mm-hmm. i know i agree with all your point i just i guess i'm adding to it here is i think this is actually more of a foundational episode for the ice king than like it is immediately on the surface because i think this is really a showing how lonely and desperate for connection he is mm-hmm. previous to this it's i just want to kidnap princesses because that's a funny thing for a villain to do yeah it really felt like in the first season in particular 
he was just set up as, you know, the foil. Like, he's the yeah. villain. He catches princesses, and Finn and Jake have to save him. Um, but they stuck with that bit to a point where they had to figure out, like, why does this happen? How does this character yeah. work? And I think this really is, like, one of those foundational texts of... Because later you understand that, you know, he does have this heart within him. And he yeah. was, like a, like, a good man before he got you know, destroyed mentally. He was a, he was a heroic man. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, this, this episode was like, uh, he is gross, but there's like this, uh, there's like a pathos to it or something like, where it's just like, oh, he's just, just, he just wants friends. Like he's so lonely. And I don't know if he, I, well, I guess maybe he's psychopathic, but not sociopathic or something like, I'm not sure. There's like a, there's a, cause. Is there he, a difference? Well, yeah, I think so. I don't, there is, but I don't know the difference. Okay. Uh, what I'm trying, as I said that, I'm like, shit, I don't think that's what I mean. But he's, uh, he, he doesn't understand the subtleties of, mm-hmm. of interaction, but he does understand that he wants friends. He understands like, think, that he wants friends yeah. and he, he is convinced that Finn and Jake are the ones that should be his Yeah, friends. and he's not, and, and although, obviously, this is a not good thing to do to people, anybody at home, do not give people drugs and make them paralyzed. That is, don't do that. However, I'm in his head, I can't move my head yeah, as, as an immortal <laughs> being that can kill with a thought, essentially, this is not that bad. Yeah. You know, like given, given the character we're dealing with, it's kind of like, like, you know, judging gods by the, uh, by the, uh, by the kind of mores of humanity. It's like, you can't, it's just, it's an entirely yeah. different thing. And the fact that they're, he's only paralyzing them. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's good, but given where it's coming from you know it's uh it's not too bad it's interesting i was just thinking this is the second episode uh of the season that has dealt with ice king's desperation for friendship right like the scorcher episode also had kind of the same thing where ice king was so desperate for friendship yeah that he did stupid shit yeah this one i just think it, it feels sadder that one was a little more uh fun yeah i mean sad in a good way yeah yeah oh man uh oh wait wait so i want to talk about this um uh this still potion and again i'm not saying anybody out there at home that has access to this i'm not saying use it but like boy would this be really great if you were like a sociopath that likes torturing people like especially if you can figure out a way to paralyze the vocal cords so they're like like it's basically you've given them a night terror that they're completely frozen they can't scream, and you can just sit there cutting into them a little bit. You know? Alex, I don't think you should be allowed out anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's too hot anyway. So anyway, back to cutting into them. Look, I'm not saying this is the way I think. I'm just saying, hypothetically, if the only way you know how to have an orgasm is strapping someone to a table and cutting into them slowly, this this potion would be very useful. Okay, that's going to be an audiogram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's fine. I've, I've, I've got 13 years of using dumb shit on the internet. And, uh... Uh, so I th- uh, another thing I really liked about this episode was the heavy emphasis on Gunter, like having Gunter around so much. Yes. But where the hell was Bimo? I mean, they were hanging out in the treehouse and Bimo was nowhere. I feel cheated. I feel that Bimo has a lot of adventures that we don't get to see. Hmm. So headcanon, just making it up, he's in the walls, uh, dressed as a knight tilting against a mouse is what's happening uh okay that seems like that sounds like a beam like like bemo's just off doing something or like hanging out with a duck having like a he's talking about heidegger to a goose that's that's what bemo's doing right now yeah that's that's 
And not that not not a spruce goose or whatever. Like no, like just a regular ass goose. Yeah, just a honker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just 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 outside. Oh no, that's a really good point, goose. Honk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the um, the slideshow when when uh, Ice King took their their frozen bodies and started showing them the slideshow. Oh, if I if I may read the quote, unless you have it. Oh, please, please. Uh, I take artful black and white photographs of my penguin's body parts. Yeah, I'm just which, like, no! As, so, when I was in college, I took a summer course at the Fashion Institute of Technology in, New York, in Manhattan. The, the what? Uh, the FIT. It's a, it's a really well-respected fashion <laughs> institute, but they have a photography program. Uh, the Fashion Institute of Technology? Yeah. Uh, it, it's like... like uh, well, well regarded. Is it okay? But uh, so we went and we did you know black and white photography class, and as as we're young and pretentious and shooting black and white, of course, you know the idea of like you know naked photography came up. And no, this none of none of me. But uh, the the just the amount of people that were just creepos that just wanted to take picture of tits was fucking overwhelming. Because <laughs> like I was literally, the, I mean, don't get me wrong, an audience at home, if you're like an attractive person with boobs. That wants to send Eric and I pictures of them. We're gladly accepting, but I didn't go to that school for that. I went because I wanted to learn how to do photography. Yeah, you went I, to fit, not yeah, tit. Exactly, tit was down the street. Yeah. I was, you know, back back in Times Square, back when it was a little seedy. But um, the the artful black and white photographs of my penguins' body parts just had this flashback of. I'm pretty sure I heard a guy say something very close to that when talking about how he wants to take pictures of some girl in class's tits. Yeah. I, I, it sounds, I mean, I still don't believe that this is a true story. I, it fa- is. The Fashion Institute of Technology I'll sounds, d- wait, wait, sounds on. ridiculous to me. Uh, F-I-T the Fashion Manhattan. Institute of Technology. Uh, I think it might not be. Uh, yeah, Fashion Institute of Technology. Uh, FITNYC.edu. It was founded in 1944. Um, it's on West 27th Street. It was, uh, you know, kind of downtown Manhattan. Yeah. Is that is that in Hell's Kitchen? No, I think Hell's Kitchen is more... North. Oh, so FIT is one, two, like six blocks away from the Empire State Building. Oh. Oh, it's right by B and H Photo, which um anybody at home you should look into that. That's a weird thing. <laughs> um, I do love. Uh, so uh, back on the uh, wizard business side of things, uh-huh. Finn starts astral traveling. I know. I'm just like, what the hell? Yeah, I, love I, I it. loved it so much. Like the 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 butterflies. Yeah, he astral travels. In fact, he <laughs> links with butterflies. butterflies. Uh, I was really expecting a tandem. Etc. A war elephant. Yeah, where the hell is a war elephant? He I should, think he's he, down he in the treasure there. room. You would think that he'd pick up on this. Yeah, yeah. It seems like they should just be able to summon him anytime they want to. Well, that's so. That's the, in my not remembering this episode. Uh, I was like, oh, here's how it ends: is that war elephant busts through the wall mm-hmm. and breaks the unfreeze potion, which isn't the end. But that was my that was my like, oh, this him going to the astral realm to summon something. This is this is Chekhov's uh, tandem psychic war elephant. Do you alas not? Do you like omelets? I do. How much foot do you usually put in yours? If we're saying foot in like grated parmesan, um, <laughs> the answer is still zero. Really? Yeah. No parmesan in your omelets. Yeah, no parmesan in your okay. omelets. Yeah. What about like real foot? Actual foot. Uh, Sasquatch, yes. Human, no. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And definitely no Ice King feet. His feet yes. are really gross. I'm on record as saying. I think feet are gross. Feet are gross. Thank you. This episode 
emphasizes that feet are gross because yes. nobody wants, even Jake, who is a dog, does not want any foot in his omelet. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting odors in that foot, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a dog. But even that, even Jake doesn't find it. Yeah, he was really excited about the omelet until the foot thing came up. Yeah. I had an omelet this morning. It was delicious. Oh, nice. Yeah. I had a breakfast burrito. There's so much good. There's so many cool things in this episode. You know, the astral travel thing, the the astral monster, the astral creature, whatever. Gunter being a astral beast. creature of uh, chaos, which I yeah. quite like. Uh, Gunter being a creature of chaos, which is definitely foreshadowing for what happens to him later. Oh, um, that's true. Yeah. And then yeah. Um, his victory dance at the end. Yeah. I just, it was such, like the ending of this episode is just so gorgeous and so... I just love how this episode ends in such a classic cartoony manner where they are still yes. frozen and then Gunter <laughs> does this cute little penguin victory dance. Yeah, he knocks the, knocks uh, the uh, unfreeze potion out the window and he yeah. does a little victory dance. It's, it's uh, great. I'm not immune to cuteness and I gotta tell you, pretty fucking cute. That's pretty cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, e- even though we know Gunter is, a, is an interdimensional evil deity trapped in the body of a penguin. I mean, yeah, technically true. But I mean, if you think of this as you know, I said that this show is a is a kind of a Hindu based uh, mythology, and like the idea of rebirth and reincarnation. Uh-huh. You know, he's living a new life and doesn't remember his last one. True. And in this one, he's an adorable little penguin. Do we really Who loves to need... break bottles? Yeah. Does he really need to be Gazorpazorp, the the foundational text of evil? Isn't no, it Orgmalorg? Speak... Is it? Uh, something yeah, like that. I think oh, it's yeah. Orgmalorg. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, close enough. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's that's what I said. Um, yeah, no, Gunter is super cute. Oh, I did also like, uh, Gunter when, uh, Jake is trying to talk to him. Mm-hmm. He's like, get the key, Gunter. And Gunter just kind of fucks with him. He's like reaching out for the keys. Like, yeah. And then, and then he starts yeah, sla- yeah, like yeah, playing with Jake's yeah. ears and stuff. Yeah. Good, good. This is a, this is a good Gunter episode. Yeah. It was a good Gunter episode and a good Ice King episode. And, um, I think it, yeah, it, I just love that Ice King continues to develop as a character. Uh, there, there's so much ahead. There's so much ahead for Ice King. And I'm excited to uh, watch it and discuss it as we get on with stuff. Yes. Let's do a segment. Okay, hold on. I would like to talk about... Oh, you have more. I have a segment. Oh, please. It's called, What Nerdy Thing Has Eric Been Doing Recently? Oh, yes. Uh, Would you like to guess? I would. Uh, I'm going to say you broke out your sewing machine after a few years and got back into sewing. Okay, all right. I guess maybe we should be technically more cheating because you told me that earlier. <laughs> yeah, you know it's true, and I, I, uh, it was, it was a successful experiment, by the <laughs> way. Um, I repaired uh, a jacket. Uh, that I don't think is nerdy. I don't think sewing is nerdy. I think that it's extremely practical. Um, yeah, and yeah. I kind of like to sew. S- protractors, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, fine. Fine. You know what? I used, uh, I did not use a protractor with this sewing project, but I'm not going to say that I won't use a protractor when I'm sewing in the future. Perfect. All right. So what, what was your nerdy thing? Uh, I have been learning a new programming language, well, new to me, called Clojure. Oh. And, and it's a close sibling closure script. So these are uh, languages that are, are hosted languages, which means that they don't necessarily like run and compile uh, to themselves, they like Clojure, for instance, runs on top of the Java Virtual Machine. Okay. And Clojure Script uh, uh, compiles to JavaScript, so it runs on top of a JavaScript engine, like in a browser or something like that. Um, but they are a dialect of Lisp, 
and Lisp is one of my favorite programming language families. So I've been kind of playing around with those. And one of the things that I've been doing is using ClojureScript to write a um, online tool that will uh, calculate uh, spirit sigils using the method in Heinrich Cornelius Agrippa's fourth book of occult philosophy. That's awesome. Um, I like where you're going with this. It's a super big pile of nerdery because I had to get into the fourth book of occult philosophy and decipher the instructions for this. Which this for... is like nerdery mixed with dorkery. Oh, God. Like, this is like a it whole, is. yeah, you've it got is. the whole like cornucopia. Oh, of, man. Of, yeah. Of, but, yeah. Of I had to use, up in high school. I had to dive into this grimoire, uh, decipher. Well, I first used Robert Turner's English translation to decipher uh, the algorithm that Agrippa uses to calculate these spirit names. And then I was kind of like, I'm not going to trust this guy's English translation. I'm going to go back to the Latin. So I went back to the Latin and translated the paragraph talking about all the math uh, into my own version, which ended up matching Robert Turner. So I was like, all right, cool. We both got the same algorithm here. Um and then I turned that into a function and sort of typed that all out. And then I made um, software that would uh, run the function for me. That's cool. Yeah. I like it very much. Yeah. It should be up on, on the Arnimancy website probably like next weekend. By next weekend. I mean, and, I mean, throw it up on Wisbus too. Why not? That, you know, uh, no, just I don't know just if like, I. No, no. It's, it's, it has absolutely nothing to do with our show. I just like, yeah. be funny. Like, we're, hey, welcome to our webpage about this uh, car, <laughs> a commentary on a, car, on a cartoon. Here, get your. your solar deacons read by yeah. whatever the fuck they're doing yes. <laughs> yeah it's um you know it, it uses a javascript front end and then i'm turning it into a wordpress plugin so and WizViz, our website is so simple it doesn't even use wordpress so fuck yeah fuck wordpress um yeah so it'll be on our i'm sure i'll post on mastodon and blue sky about it when it happens as as well you should. Uh, yeah. We are WizBiz Podcast on Blue Sky. We've had one person talk to us so far. I was very excited to see. Well, that. I think we had more. Well, we got a lot of followers. Um, uh, yeah, we got a bunch of followers, yeah. and one person responded to your question about what cartoons are good. Oh, good. Yes, good. I responded to them. I need to uh, adjust. So I I've really taken a mastodon, and I'm really enjoying it. I think I mentioned this every yeah. episode, but uh, I and I did create our WizBiz Podcast account on Blue Sky, but I haven't. Uh, worked it into my sort of like daily social their, media um, check. Their app is pretty lightweight. Uh, mm-hmm. You probably your phone will probably handle it pretty well. Like okay, it's, maybe it's, I should get that. Yeah, it's super like super low tech. Like there's nothing there. So yeah, even I, the the Blue Sky app itself, uh, the online thing, it's it's so yeah. It is it is like Twitter from 15 years ago. Um, let's um, let's are are we ready for some shiny rocks, Alex? Yeah, let's do, do, you do let's do some shiny, shiny rocks. rocks. Uh, well, I mean, do you want to do this one, or do you want me uh, to tell them about uh, Amphibrock? I would like you to tell uh, to tell everybody so, about this new shiny rock. That busting you... out my ancient, ancient, I've forgotten ninety eight percent of it knowledge of I went to school for poetry. Amphibrock is, uh, if you've heard of iambic uh, meter, uh, this is a different kind of meter. So iambic is stressed, unstressed, and Amphibrock is uh, it's a you know so. Uh, uh, Iambic is uh, a foot is chew, so stressed, unstressed. That's the foot. Mm-hmm. The foot in this is uh, uh, unstressed, stressed, stressed, like kind of a sandwich. So there's three syllables. So is this was this a uh, a rhyming meter or a poetic meter created by Martian invaders who have three feet, as according fa- to the War of the Worlds? Yes, and as far as um, as far as I know, uh, a lot of pinball machines have told me that same thing. So, yes. But uh, so some examples are like, uh, how dear to my heart are 
the scenes of my childhood. You can see how it's, it's yeah. got like a wave to it. Uh, yeah. So the thing about Iambic, and, and this goes back to Amphibrook, but like the thing about Iambic is it's just, I think it's basically, it's the one that Shakespeare used. So it's the one that everybody knows that term. Yeah. But I there think... used to be a swath of different meters that people huh. used. And uh, this is one. So Eric referenced Iambic on a text with me the other day. And I'm like, I'm trying to remember the name of any other thing that isn't iambic. <laughs> I didn't look it up because I'm like, it's something brachial, b- b- back, baccalaureate, or something. But uh, yeah, uh, that's so. So now you know that there are other uh, metrical foots that you can use. Metrical foots. Yes. I'm gonna write that term yes. down. A metrical foot is metrical. A, yeah. But there's a bunch. There's iambic pentamic. Uh, iambic pentameter. Yeah, there's an, or no, iambic? Ah, fuck it. I can't remember. It's been too long since I studied this shit and I never really cared about it in the first place. Um, It's funny, you know, I I don't have any, like, formal poetry training and it's, it's, I have a, I have a very, very difficult time recognizing meter in poetry. Uh, What's really helpful, uh, and it's, you're going to look like an idiot doing it, but tap a table. Mm-hmm. Like 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 learning a song. And so anytime you hear a stress thing and you start to you start okay. to understand it. You know, yeah, I mean I do that, like I a, actually kind of do that when I'm learning a song yeah, too. Yeah. So when you get that kind of mechanical thing, that part of your mind kind of kicks on and you're like, Oh, I get it. So and I have uh, one more word uh, okay, for us okay. to, to one speak. more shiny rock, you mean. Yes. Oh, I have never said it out loud, so I'm gonna go with decatet. Uh D- spell it. Uh D E C A T H E C T. Wait. D E C A. D E C A T H E C T. E E? T H E C T, T H. So deca thect, thect. Yeah, decatect. Uh, according to this, is deca thect, deca thect, deca thect. Hmm, no, I'm see. trying to figure out the meter there. Um, ten. Well, deca is is iambic. <laughs> uh, uh, that's gonna be ten thects. Um. Oh yeah. yeah I don't yeah. know that I've ever had thects. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't, I mean, if you don't know this word, you're never gonna get it. Okay. Like, I was completely unfamiliar. I just what, ran into what is it. it? So, it's to withdraw one's feelings of attachment from, in parentheses, a person, idea, or object, as in uh, anticipation of a future loss. Like, you're afraid that your wife and you might be growing distance so you and you're afraid to divorce. your wife? So, so decatheft is a verb, is, uh-huh. is, you know, so it's, uh, yeah, the decatheft, what's happening is, is... So it's basically like, uh, it's like pulling the man decathected his wife before she could uh, divorce him. Yes. Okay. I'm not sure if we use that grammatically right, but that is... You uh, just told uh, me it was a verb. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess there, that would be just decathected. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I was about to de- get decathect no, no, myself in this conversation. No, no, it's the ed ending threw me for a second of like. Yeah, I mean it's a weird word. Yeah, that's it. Just it didn't sound. But oh, yeah. it's decathect. It's not decathect, right? Yeah, because de-cathect. it's to decathect oh, yourself. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. both did that weird. So yeah, because yeah. I had I was looking at deca. Yeah, me and too. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so decathect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, that's so. That's... Wait, if you cathect, look up cathect. Is cathect a shiny rock? Also, oh, I mean, I would love, I would love to is, know. Is to cathect to uh, cathect s- transitive verb to invest with mental or emotional energy. So you're right, decathect. Uh, he cathected himself using a monster energy drink. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's there's a lot of good word here. Oh wait, there's another good word here. Yeah. Uh, cathexis. 
Cathexis. Is attachment and investment in a person or a thing. Whoa. Okay. So that's the, I guess that's just the noun of the verb. Cathexis. Uh, I wonder if catheter is related to this. Um, if they have et- etymological, if they're etymological cousins. I can't look that up quickly enough okay, to have okay. that. Okay, yeah. That's something that Audience can, at home, you know. We yeah, can, audience yeah. at home, here's your homework. Yeah. <laughs> Do cathexis and catheter have common etymological origins? Yeah, everybody write to Susie Dent. She'll know it off the top of her head. Uh, yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, if you find out, if you find out, uh, please tell uh, Stephanie Quick. Yes. Please, please tell Steph. Or, and... t- or uh, I'm still checking our Twitter, uh, Wisbiz Podcast. I'm Alex Bolin on Twitter. I know it's X now, but I'm still checking. I just don't post there. Yeah. And Blue Sky Social, I'm Alex Bolin and Wisbiz Podcast. Yeah. Uh, those are good ways to get in touch. Blue Sky yeah, Social, by the way. Yeah, tell us about Cathexis um, and Catheter. I have an invite if any lucky listener wants one of my invites. Eric's probably going to have one pretty soon, too. So, Ooh, yeah. You know, get in touch. So those were some really good shiny rocks. Thank you. And uh, I thank you, because uh, that, that uh, poetry one was... Pretty much your idea. That is a, <laughs> yeah. so, that's a it's a great word, amphibrock. Yeah, uh, but also, I, can, I like I can't wait to forget it again. Deck effect led us into a whole yeah. family of shiny rocks, and um, I'm excited to see what comes of that. I have a cathexis to to deck effect. Yeah, I've I've got a I'm I'm gonna forget that one real quick. Uh, I'm about to actually cathect myself with another beer. Yeah, I remembered uh like that. Uh, we'll, we'll hit pause when I, I'm done with this stuff. But I remember in college, I could rattle off a list of all the of all the different like meters and uh-huh. and and, uh, and feet and I uh, yeah it's well you probably fun. had to it was probably like part of your education education oh you have a beer in here okay yeah we'll yeah I don't recording. need to okay. um I don't need to remove I don't need to decathect myself from the room yeah in order to cathect myself with beer I was looking at a list of uh, funny words the other day and it's all words we knew but the top one was defenestrate which is like my like I love yeah and defenestrate I mean I do think that it would be a good shiny rock and we should. I would love to uh, talk about uh, the multiple defenestrations of Prague. Yeah. But I also feel like it's too common a word. No, it is. That's that's why yeah. I didn't want to bring it up. But I was just, anytime I read it, I'm like, that's that's just such a funny word. By mm-hmm. the way, people at home, defenestrate literally means to be thrown out of a window. Yeah. Which is really, I just, it's such a funny word. It's a, it's a hilarious word. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it's great that there are like these, uh, I, I think the defenestrations of Prague happened twice um, yes. in the 16th and 17th centuries, I believe. And uh it's just great that there's a histor- there are historical multiple historical things involving people being thrown out of windows in Prague uh, that historically are referred to that Yes, way. and they landed on a statue of a little boy peeing, and that is the story of Prague. Uh, See, two things to know about Prague. Wow. And I think, I think there's Prague a Prague does there. not have a statue of a little boy peeing. That is Rousset. No, I'm pretty sure Prague does, too. It's Brussels. It? Wait, Prague. There is a golem, though. The golem of Prague. Peeing statue. I thought there was a... There was like a whole story. Uh, yeah. Uh, Prague, Czechia. The oh, no, no, that's not the one I was thinking it's of. It's in. It's in Brussels. I've seen it. I've been there. The little tiny one. Yeah. I thought that was the whole thing with like Prague, where like it was the thing of like I thought that was during the defenestration of Prague. Like the they made it that like the prince peed on the people that were attacking him, and they made a statue of him. He was like a little toddler. Uh, I don't think that. No, I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a bunch of statues of little kids peeing, but, like, the story behind it is, like, the enemies were, like, lighting up bomb or whatever mm-hmm. they had at the time and, the, and they hid the four-year-old prince the most important person in the country in a tree and he peed on the on the fuse to save it 
What? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying this is 100% Prague, but there is a story somewhere in that area okay. of the world. I mean, yeah. I love it. That's a great story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's one of those bullshit stories that All you right. tell. Yeah. Enough of this. No. I want to see some of that crazy whiz biz. Yeah, I know. I was leading into it. That's what I was talking about, oh. whizzing. Okay. Oh, hey, there you yeah. go. I mean, obviously, that wasn't true, but I mean, it's fun when that works out. Let's let's worry about one thing first, because uh, I haven't said anything uncomfortable this episode. Can we worry about uh, sanctifying PB's lips? Yes. Okay, I'm glad you said something uncomfortable first, but I would like to go... Um, uh, do you know what the highest uh, order in the Ku Klux Klan is? Uh, it's either... It's Grand Wizard. Exactly. What's the name of the guy that runs this tournament? Grandmaster Wizard. Yeah, that's that's too close. Eh. Let's, let's walk that back a little bit. You don't have to use the word grand. Well, except that a Grandmaster is an actual title. Yeah, I know, but let's... Yeah, I don't... And like I know, I do agree. It's a little... Like it. It, it is a little too <laughs> yeah. close. Um, but yeah, I, and I mean, honestly, you know, first I would like to just say the Ku Klux, Ku Klux Klan is a, is a reprehensible organization. Yeah, I know. But, facts. Yeah. But a lot of the terminology that they use and a lot of the terminology that they use for their ranks and titles and all that kind of stuff, uh, is totally in line with how every fraternal order names things. You know, every yeah. fraternal order has grand masters and grand blah, blah, blahs and, venerable blah blah blahs and all these sorts of things and the Ku Klux Klan um became a a fraternal order at the same time all those other, you know so many of the other fraternal orders did and that's why they have those kinds of names oh yeah i i know that but like the the i think the famous version of that like the one the time, most people have heard the term grand wizard because of racist shit <laughs> I know, yeah. and it's really too bad. It really, yeah. really is too but bad. But on a okay, so that was my only bad point. I want to okay. say my favorite thing in this episode happens very early, where um it says this is for wizard stuff only, no weapons, no nothing, no science science wizard and wizard <laughs> spelled W H Y because it's a science wizard. It is such a dad joke, I've never been happier. I really, really thought that Science Wizard looked like uh, Doctor Princess in disguise. A hundred percent, I believe that is what is going on there. Okay, yeah. okay. So I'm not. I wasn't crazy. That. That's... Well, I mean, I don't think they're mutually exclusive, but I do believe that was Doctor Princess in disguise. Yeah. I. Okay. Cool. That's what I was thinking too. Uh, yeah, Doctor Princess, um, especially after uh, her first appearance and sort of digging into her story a little bit more, is kind of I think one of my favorite underrepresented characters in the show. Yeah, she's great. I love that. She's like, oh, I'm not a doctor. Doctor's just my first name. And then, like, six seasons later, she's like, oh, I'm not a princess. Princess is just my last name. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. Uh, so, yeah, th there's there is going to be a grand battle of wizards. And um, the grand prize is a kiss. Is a kiss from PV. On the lips. She's in a hot air balloon or a dirigible above the stadium. Just, just blowing. Puckering just... her lips. Okay. Just... And then there's and a. pointing at her face. There's like... a giant fucking billboard above it a moving billboard of her pointing at her it is so stupid <laughs> it is hilarious and of course and then ragingly out of character oh yeah yeah and but i mean and of course this is the sort of thing that just sets off both ice king and finn so oh, uh, another great thing about this this is another ice king episode and i love that we have two ice king episodes right in a row that's pretty fun yes um so of course ice king immediately is like oh i have got a surefire plan to do this i'm just gonna cheat you know, he's talking, he's talking to Finn and Jake in the stands because Ice King is convinced that Finn and Jake are his best friends. He can tell them anything, including that he's going to cheat his way through wizard battle. Here's an interesting point. I think Finn and Jake are the Ice King's best friends. Oh, I agree. Yeah. 
I mean, they don't like him, but that doesn't mean that because they do to him. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah, they they basically are his caretakers. Yeah, I mean, they anytime he gets out of hand, they're the ones that are called in to take care of him. I I do think that they're the Ice King's best friends. Yeah, that's that's sad, and it's really sad because they hate the Ice King. Yeah, they they grow to have sympathy for him. I don't yeah, as it goes on. Yeah, yeah. But, but, I mean, it takes them learning more about his history and stuff. Uh, and may I quote the Ice King when I say, I can't wait to taste that sweet bubblegum. <laughs> Fucking gross, dude. Everybody says something gross about Princess Bubblegum this episode. And, like, even when, when Finn drops his voice like three octaves, he's like, I'd rather sanctify PB's lips. Like, it's just, you know, you know he's thinking it all the time. He's uh, he's he's a fourteen year old kid. He's horny for Princess yeah, Bubblegum, so, which is why I don't think he's all that weird for saying that. Ice yeah. King, that's super creepy. He's yeah. like a he's he's a love struck little boy. Finn. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, and we meet uh, one of my favorite wizards, Abracadaniel. <laughs> I love Abracadaniel too. He is one of the most ineffectual characters in the show. It's so great and such a such a feeble loser so, and so cool. Abergadaniel feels like the wizard version of Finn being a fighter. We're like Finn's like he's like 11. Well, and Finn's like, successful any, though. No, but only against like horrible monsters. Like Jake yeah. is successful. You know, True, but Finn gets way better. Like you know, he does have, get better. But that's what I'm thinking. Like Abercadaniel's on that level of just yeah. like yeah, because Abercadaniel did technically beat the Ice King in this episode. He did. He did. Yeah. <laughs> in the same way, Finn wins his fights by having Jake nearby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, Abercadaniel, I so what I like about him, and although he's not voiced by him, he's got that kind of emo Phillips voice, which will win me over any time. That uh-huh. just kind of like floaty, disattached kind of thing. He's yeah. He shows up. Um, he shows up a good number of times. He he must have like half a dozen appearances. Yeah, he's a semi-recurring, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is great. He's he's fun, um, but also we see in the background. This is the first appearance of Huntress Wizard. Oh, is that the first appearance? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed there. Mm-hmm. There's also I took a screen screenshot of the crowd. Phil is there. Okay, so there's Phil standing next to LSP. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Starchy. Uh. Peabut. Pepper Butler. Peppermutt. S- some kind of. The lizard with the party hat. The lizard with the party I hat. I love the lizard with the party hat. And then on the left, there's like I think some kind of green sentient ice cream. Yes, that's that's the crowd. And yeah. I was like, this is this is something else. Yeah. It's such a pitiful crowd. Like yeah. if there was a wizard battle, I would absolutely, I would totally go to wizard battle. I would rather see. Okay, I can't. I, maybe this might not be true. I was about to say I'd rather see wizard battle than Marceline playing music, but I think I'd rather see Marceline playing music. I'd rather see Wizard Battle. I mean, I haven't seen actual magic work in my life. Like, I've worked magic, but I've never, like, you've never seen, like, a spell happen in front of you. So, you know? here, okay, here's what I'd rather or have see. you? I am not at liberty to talk about all that kind of stuff. Oh, you're at liberty to talk about it there, Eric Lefontaine Armancy. <laughs> um... I would much rather see uh, Wizard Battle turned into a sort of uh, thing where there's uh, music going on during Wizard Battle. I oh, want, that'd be great. I want Marceline to be playing music while Wizard Battle is happening. Oh, that would be absolutely terrific. Uh, if if there if Pendleton Pendleton if you're out there, 
please just at least make us a short. Oh, by the way, at that uh, at that uh, gathering is that last night, uh-huh. uh, there was a singing of uh, "Daddy, Why Did You uh, Take My Prize" by Are someone serious? with a very nice singing voice. And yeah. did you tell that someone about our podcast? Yes. Well, that's how it started. Uh, uh-huh. We were actually the last two times I've hung out with this person, I've turned somebody onto our podcast. But we were talking about Adventure Time, and uh, they were like, "Oh, we should like do that song." And she sang "Daddy, Why Did You Take My Prize." I was like, "Oh, that's really nice. Your voice is very good." <laughs> oh, like, man. yeah. I'm, I'm did jealous. you cry a little bit? It's it's is crying the one where it gets all hard down there? Uh, gross. Okay, I guess not. I know I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's going to be an audiogram. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> As I said, you know it's funny. I was talking to somebody about this, and this is this is on brand because we're talking about uh, podcasting, and that's what we're doing. Is uh, someone was, I, I like said something ridiculous, and they're like. Oh, you know, you ever, we had this whole conversation about like, you know, saying ridiculous things and what you remember. Like, yeah, one of the good things about being a podcaster for as long as I have is I've said every dumb thing I possibly can say and have mostly forgotten about them and no one's punched me yet. So like, I feel like, I feel like everything is good. You feel like you're safe. You feel like you're safe. All right. Uh, Abraka Daniel gets struck down by a rock wizard that shoots down meteorites. Oh yeah. By the way, meteor swarm is a D&D spell. I believe it's a ninth level wizard spell. It's a very, very powerful wizard spell. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, giant yeah. rocks are coming out of the sky. That's, you're gonna and be they hard, somehow yeah. made it through the shield. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, okay, yeah, I so love Africa Daniel. He's squishy. Yeah. My body is squishy. That's how I survived. <laughs> I don't so know good. if that ever comes up again. We're going to have to pay attention to the next time Africa Daniel shows up. Okay. I, I would doubt... Oh, go for it. I would doubt uh, that his squishiness comes back up, but I, I, would, I would like it. Okay, I'm going to cathect myself with beer. Yes. I don't know if I'm using that word right, but I'm pretending. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, so uh, Ice King's uh, cheating is that he's got nunchucks, which is... Which is totally on brand, because it wasn't that long ago that we saw that Ice King is totally into ninjas. However, he... in that episode, he makes ice nunchucks using his magic. <laughs> well... Okay. I know I'm trying to put logic onto an illogical <laughs> creature, but I mean, this one is like, it, that wasn't that long ago. You have the power to make ice nunchucks. And after he loses those nunchucks, he makes an ice sword and ice shield. Yeah, it's it's, like, he doesn't have any problem with making ice weapons. He, he yeah. never needs to cheat. It's basically. very fun. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I just love that Abrick Daniel turns the nunchucks into a butterfly. They fly over Ice King's head. He turns the back into nunchucks and they fall at Ice King and knock him out. It's so, it's so, <laughs> right. yeah. it's so stupid. Uh, so yeah, uh, Abrick Daniel gets all sorts of confidence. Mm-hmm. And when he gets confident, he's like, I'm so confident that I'm going to get a kiss from that princess. And he deserves a kiss from the princess. He honestly should have gotten the kiss. I don't like a princess... I, this feels like a bad prize. Are you princess blocking Abrick Daniel? I think maybe... she volunteered. She did it. It's yeah, of her own so. free will. Like, yeah, no, you're right. I think it's you know I'm old. Maybe I'm just I'm shaming sex workers is my problem. I mean, this and is, I apologize that's one for of the that. things that's not that, what I meant. That's one of the things that sucks about this episode is like Finn doesn't need to save Princess Bubblegum from this. Like, if the Ice King had won. And he's like, I'm going to collect my prize. And Princess Bubblegum's like, I, I refuse to kiss Ice King. Like, that's totally within her rights. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's probably some uh, escape clause where yeah. they I could also, be like, well, okay, I mean, you get 50 bucks. I also don't King. like that she's a strident... Sorry, I talked over you there. Um, that there, She's a strident science atheist type. And she volunteers herself to be the prize at a, at a wizard convention. Well, her whole magic doesn't exist thing hasn't come up yet. 
She hasn't started talking about that yet. Oh, I'm. I don't think she's said mm. anything that like that yet. Really? Not yet. It it, it does happen though. Like no, later no, I, on, I, I, later I know on that's when... canonically happens all the time. I just I thought I it... don't think that she's really made a huge point out of it yet. Yeah. I'm going to go with your memory over mine, because mine is rapidly disintegrating. I've been watching for it, in, yeah. in particular, because I remember it turns into a really, really big deal later on when um, when they go to visit uh, the wizard village, or the wizard city. Yeah. And then also, even later than that, when, they, when the Ice King's uh, crown malfunctions. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. It probably comes... Anyway, let's get back to this yeah. episode. Okay. Um... Finn hears that Abraka Daniel is mm-hmm. going to kiss his lady fair and uh, shrieks so loudly. It's the power shriek. Yes. It's and the most shameful of all magic. I can't believe that Finn would use a power the most shriek. It's shameful so, of all magic. It's so embarrassed for him. It's, it's very fun. And uh, one of the best parts of this episode is Peppermint Butler sings a very off key song about it's kissing so Princess horrible. Bubble it is. I mean, it's. Oh, man. It's my first bad. beer is so much better than this one. Uh, and then. Um, Princess Boga comes down, and uh, let's go out of order. She slaps him for cheating and kisses him for being sweet. She it's so is, hot. She's she, like, an adult. You can't kiss a child on the lips. She A, a few episodes ago, episodes ago, we have established that she <laughs> is an adult. Do not kiss that man on the lips. That she boy totally on the lips. kisses Finn on the lips and then slaps him. It's it's so hot. Like, if, if Princess Bubblegum did that to me, I would... Develop. You're a grown ass man. I know, but I would totally develop a bubblegum fetish. That's fine. No, no. As well, you should. What I'm saying is that her being officially over 18 years old, she should not be kissing on the lips at 13 year old. Okay, you're right. I am right. This is disgusting. So the good news is. I'm going to cancel the show because of it. <laughs> the good news is, this is the last time that PB and Finn ever kiss. There are no more kisses between them. Well, there's that one episode where they have like really, really rough sex. I that was am, later seasons. That I think is he's above 18 not at that canon. Point. Yeah, no, it's in uh, <laughs> it's in uh, distant lands. It's when he's bald and he's got the big beard. Yeah, and he's they, like, "We're just gonna lump yeah. a ton of bubblegum on you until you're 50." Yeah, they both get drunk on like uh, on like uh, Bahama Mamas or like other kind of like really <laughs> sweet drinks, and they end up sleeping together. And it's really awkward. Yeah. It sounds awkward. Yeah. And um, I would just like to tell the audience that although I say horrible things, you should know there was at least four things I could have said there that I decided you don't need to hear that. I'll tell you after the show. I don't think that's something that you should tell people. No, I will. Uh, (laughs) Those things you won't hear, but I just want you to know that I do have a filter. It's just my brain is broken. Uh, Eric, do you have anything else on this uh, wizard business? I do. I do have a little bit something else. I would would Uh, love to hear it. The Grand Master Wizard is played by is voiced by uh, Maurice Lamarche. Oh, who that's from uh, Futurama. Played, he played uh, Calculon and a bunch of other characters yeah. in Futurama. He also played Brain in Pinky and the Brain, and he uh, has voiced Yosemite Sam. Oh, very cool. He's he, he's got he's got a yeah. bunch. Of Maurice cool Lamarche is yeah he's one of the big names in in voiceover. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's he's definitely a big name. Um, yeah, it was kind of interesting. There weren't a whole lot of uh, guest voices in these two. Yeah, episodes. I looked too. Uh, yeah, it was weird because there's so many like back, but I think a lot of the background characters don't really talk. So yeah. Ooh, should we vote for best background character? Because we should. Okay, are we gonna have some rules like no penguins, no wizards? No penguins, no wizards with dialogue. Oh God, that's so many wizards then. Um. Okay, I'm gonna vote for the lizard with the pointy hat. Hmm. In the in the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm going to vote for the tiny cat that the Grand uh, Master Wizard Oh, shit. With. That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. I'm changing my vote. Tiny okay. cat. Tiny cat. Ha. I'm changing my vote to whatever you just said. Damn it. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's do one more segment. Okay. Eric, I think we're going to be very excited about this. Okay. What's, our segment? what's our segment? Our segment is, Eric, I want you to do a tower reading for me. Oh. Using. Using. The totally unofficial Adventure Time Tower deck. No way! Which I finally oh got. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I'm going to hand these to you, because you are the more expert tower reader between the two of us. Uh, feel free to describe, explain, and throw some kind of reading out. It doesn't have to be for me, just, you know, oh, man. for the audience, oh, for something, uh, you know. Basically, just, we're using this as an excuse for you to throw three cards down. The, I'll start by saying that they've, got, stock, they've got a really light paper stock. Yeah, it's like uh, it's a very light pound feeling. tops. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <gasps> I turned it over. The Ace of Cups is one of my favorite characters, James Baxter. Yes. Uh, Two of Cups is Ancient Psychic Tandem War Elephant. Indeed. Which I agree with. There's there's one that I hardly disagree with. The three cups with. are the three nymphs. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So there's a, there's a lot of. Oh, well, the, I just found Gunter. Well, let's go to the major arcana because okay. Uh, okay. I don't think we want to spend uh, seventy something. Seventy two. Seventy two. Well, I mean, some of these are just super. Oh my well, god. Well, no, no, but that's what I disagree with. So are you on? Are you on zero? Yeah, the fool. Disagree heartily. You don't think it's the fool? You because don't think no, I... Simon is a fool. But the fool in the fool's journey that's shown through the hierarchy. It should be Finn. Yeah, it should be Finn or Simon. Because it's somebody yeah. at, the, at the start of a trip towards wisdom or like, you know, uh, uh, you then know, I'm also going to disagree with the magician being Magic Man. I mean, he's literally a magician and possibly the most powerful magician, but he's also a bad yeah, guy. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't agree with that all that much, but the the, the Ice King being the, the fool is he's a fool, not the fool. <laughs> the hero of it is a lemon grab. Is it which one is Lemon Grab? Uh, the Hierophant. I'm kind of alright with that. Yeah, I, I, I like yeah, that yeah, one a lot. Yeah. Uh, the Lovers is really clever too. It's got um, uh, Apple. Fuck, I forgot her name. Uh, tree tree trunks, trunks and Mr. Mr. Pig. Pig and uh, Junior. Yeah, the whatever his name is. Uh, yeah. Ice King as a baby, or uh, uh, the Lich as a baby, whatever that character's name is. Um, here's one that is weird. The Chariot is Susan Strong. But the strength card is Jake playing a violin. I would like the strength card to be Susan Strong. Mm, yeah, I mean it's in her name. The Hermit is LSP. That that seems really that fitting. works really well. Yeah, yeah no, no, I'm totally I'm totally fine with that. You know, Pep Butt would be the magician, maybe. Yeah. However, Pep Peppermint uh, is the devil going to be Hudson Abadir? Well, just uh, but Wheel of Fortune is Peppermint Butler. Yeah. And keep in mind, he's around like a wheel. He is. Death is death, not not shocking. Oh, uh, the devil is not Hunson Abadir. Uh oh yeah, it's it a devil. Be. It's some sort of devil character. I don't know who that is. The tower has the lich. That's pretty good. Yeah, that works. the star is Betty. That's good. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm alright with that. Yeah, that took me a second, but I'm alright with that. The moon is Marceline. Totally yes. The sun is Flame Princess. I, I mean, I kind of feel like she would be Queen of Wands. And there's Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I knew there was a really funny one in there. <laughs> and then finally, the world. Oh yeah. All what right. is the world? It's um, it's that little lizard guy that was friends with. It's the original Gunter. Oh okay. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay, I'm gonna do some shuffling. Yeah, so you do okay a shuffling. With me shuffling and, this. What? The, oh no, go for it. Yeah yeah yeah. That, oh, I just found Hudson Abadir. Oh, who, who King is of he? Coins. Coins, huh? Yeah. Swords would have been my guess. Mine too. King of Coins, Hunts and Abbott. Ooh, I, would, that's... I would have made the King of Ooh the King of Coins, probably. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. That's a really good call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Eric, I want you to do a reading for something. Do you want it to be about uh, sanctifying PB's lips? Uh, sure. <laughs> what do you want? I don't know. I hadn't really thought of it. Uh, All right. Let's let's do. Uh, what what be a thing? Where did oh, you find this deck? Uh, I found it on Etsy, and it and it was a whole ordeal because the first place I ordered it from like never sent it to me, and I had to like get in touch with Etsy and start it. I left a, like a really shitty review, and uh-huh. it, was, yeah, it was a whole thing. Um, so if you order this deck on Etsy, uh, make sure to read the reviews first. There'll be one from me from the shitty guy that doesn't send them. I think we should do a reading about, oh, you know, this is so on brand, but let's do it. Uh, whether or not we're going to like the new uh, Adventure Time show. the uh, Oh, the Fiona and Cake. Fiona and Cake oh, show I'm excited about it. But That seems like a nice light yeah. thing to do cards All right. with. Yeah, yeah. Let's, do, uh, let's do three cards about the about the Fiona uh, three cards about the Fiona and Cake show. I know that you're not a Fiona and Cake fan. But... I'm I'm not, but however, my main problem with Fiona and Cake is that they weren't the lead characters in Adventure Time and they were the lead characters on episodes of Adventure Time. That annoyed me. Uh That's a horrible reason to not like Fiona and Cake. No, no, it's, but the thing is I don't like them. It's not like I don't like them. Mm-hmm. It's that I like the show. Now, if there's an entire sh- like I'll put it this way, if there's a Fiona and Cake show uh-huh. where it one episode they go and uh, Finn and Jake are the lead characters. I'm not gonna like that either. That's I don't. It's it's okay, that's okay, not the story on, you're telling. Hold on, let's let's back up a second. Yeah. Let's talk about there's an episode where Bimo is the main character. No, that's fine because that's part of the, like these are invented characters for one episode. <laughs> Bimo is in the show. All right, but like, Fiona and Cake. Like I also episodes. didn't like the episode where it was Farm Finn the whole episode. You didn't like that one. It's not that he didn't like it. It just, that's not the show I'm here for. Oh, I mean, it's not as What about as... Pillow World Finn? No, that's great, because it's Finn. Okay. I really liked the farm No, the farm Finn. one's fine. I, it's nowhere near my dislike of the Fiona and Cake stuff, because at least it's, like, sort of a Finn. Yeah. And and the thing Fiona's with Fiona's a Cake Finn? Is, but, it, but it shows up multiple times, I think, is also my problem. You know, you only get Farm World, you get one episode on it. But I'm allowed to have I'm, my opinions. I'm shaking my head and laughing at Alex right now. Yeah, he is, and I and I frankly don't uh, I don't agree with your shaking head. I think it's disgusting. I am just a, a brand new tarot deck. You have to shuffle them a lot because you know there's 78 cards in here. Yeah, I don't know if it works uh, the same, but in, uh, in in poker, you know, in the standard 52 like card deck is seven. Times, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's arguments, but that seems to be the one that people quote the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Eric the Shuffling, I should tell you that there's a thing called Shriek 52, where uh, every time you shuffle a deck of cards, it is in a unique order. Yeah. yeah which, which is, is really interesting. Yeah. yeah. That because, you know, because of the just the multiple, multiplication mm-hmm. factor of every single time you shuffle it. It's really great. I mean, and, you know, here's the thing that, like, re- interesting about uh, about that fact is that any given time you shuffle a deck of cards, uh-huh. there is a small amount of likelihood that it is the same as another time, and you You'll have just never had know. the longest shot that's ever happened in the history of the universe <laughs> just showed up, and you'll never know. Yeah. There's no way to know. It's one of those things where, like, your chances of winning the lottery are essentially zero, but mm-hmm. someone's going to win the lottery. You know, this, but this is, yeah. like, exponents upon exponents it's worse so, than that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, I feel like there's a good chance that they're shuffled well enough. Yeah, I think they're good. Would you like to cut the deck? No, I, I, okay. I hate cutting decks. I feel like it's Fiona and Cake. I'm going to cut it for you. 
Oh, I just Fiona the deck. Okay, so kicked it all up. I kicked it all up. Uh, all right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna draw three cards. Yeah, right draw three row. cards. Um, we're, this is about uh, how good is the Fiona and Cake show? Yeah, why not? That seems like a okay. thing to do on a show. Card one, the six of coins. Okay, this card is uh is a it's um uh PB's little brother. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I don't remember his name. Nelly. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So this is a card that is kind of about love and childhood and um, kind of like material enjoyment. It does say to me that it's going to be an enjoyable show All and right. that there will, there will be people who really, really love it. Uh, this one in particular has, you know, Nellie sort of like sucking on the roots of the, the candy kingdom and producing his juice, which sort of makes me feel like it's going to be something that's going to... Uh, nurture the Adventure Time community. All right. Okay. Agreed. Next, the Seven of Coins, which is Mr. Rootbeer before he's dead. Oh, I just got the Six of Coins and the Seven of Coins next to each other. Yeah. It's one of those things that I always... I mean, it's... it's... No, but you shuffled sufficiently that I feel I like those moved out of next to each other and back into next yeah, to each other. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. It's just... I just hate it when it's the first reading in a deck. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Like, oh, no, no, I, I, did I, I not yeah. shuffle enough? Yeah. Uh, I had right. a first reading uh, years ago. I forget the hell deck it was. It was when I... It was like one of the first decks I ever got that wasn't the the Thoth, which is the mm-hmm. one I read for most of my, my reading years. But uh, the first... I mean, I shuffled the shit out of it. Like, it was sufficiently shuffled. There's no way it wasn't. And it was all higher arcana, three cards. Oh, wow. Oh, man, that's fucking annoying because, like, it's... <laughs> anyway. Um, so the Seven of Coins uh, follows directly after the Six. Um, the Seven of Coins is uh, kind of a weird decision-making card, but it's also kind of about, like, uh, reaping what you sow. Or in, in the case of Adventure Time, I think it indicates that uh, the real quality of the show... Um, you know, regardless of what the fandom thinks about it, the quality of the show is really going to depend on the amount of work that actually went into building it. Uh, Root Beer Man is on here, and he's an interesting character because he... Doesn't he die and come back to life? He does. Um, which is indicative of this show, right? Like, this show is ended... That's a really good point. Uh, ...several times and come back. And it's been... Uh, it's been... It's been different and excellent. You know, like, Distant Lands is an amazing series of longer episodes that uh, every single one of them is, it has a melancholy feeling to it. You know? Yeah, I mean, sure. You know, they're, they're beautiful and they're wonderful, but they're also, they're also about like the end of an era. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's post show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah melancholy, um, you know, and so, towards. yeah. So I think that there might be something to that in this, you know, he actually has a spade, like a gravedigger spade here. Yeah. So I'm not really sure how to interpret that, but I think there's a lot of symbolism there about the the resurrection of Rootbeer Man, the fact that he's got a gravedigger spade. Uh, but the Seven of Coins is usually about uh, sort of like um, reaping what you sow. All right. So before you pull the last card, okay, I haven't really played with this deck at all. I just kind of thumbed through a little bit, mm-hmm. so I don't know what's on it. I'm making a call. I've got a psychic vision. Okay. It's going to be the four of something. Okay. I think it might be swords. Ooh. I That's was just my call. thinking, calling it. when you said four of something, I immediately thought four of wands. But okay. I, okay. Wands? What could be wands? Okay. Ready? 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 If this is a four, I'm going to go nuts. 
It's the Three of Cups. Not even close. Yeah. Not even close. What is even involved? We were both wrong on both counts. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, the Three of Cups, uh, this is a really, really good cap off to this reading, right? Like, Who's that on the Three of Cups? Uh, it's the three nymphs that live in the pond outside of- uh, Oh, well, the one that Bebo hangs out with that time? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Um, I guess they're Nereids. Technically. So uh, I like this card a lot. Um, and here's why. Like the six of coins and the seven of coins both prompted me to get all kind of like analytical and et cetera, et cetera, especially the seven of coins. But the three of cups is honestly like a card about like just letting your hair down and having fun and hanging out with your girlfriends and drinking some wine. Fuck yeah. Um, and it's really just a reminder that like it honestly doesn't matter how good the Fiona and Cake show is. It's there for us to enjoy it and we should love it. Uh, because the people who make Adventure Time um, realize that there are a ton of us out here that still love Adventure Time, and they're going to, and they're doing this to uh, make money off of us, but also so that we can have fun. Okay, I love so, it. That's it. Uh, audience at home, uh, before we wrap up, I just want to tell you a couple of quick things. One, all that stuff we told you about following us on social media, do that. Tell your friends, spread the word, because that's the only way shows grow, and we'd like the show to grow. But secondly. Uh, apropos of nothing, uh, the Owl House is terrific, and y'all should watch it. What's the Owl House? It's uh, it's a Disney Plus show. It's like a, a little girl gets sucked into another universe uh, of like magic and intrigue Ooh. or whatever, but she ends up living in the Owl House, which is like this, just this weird owl lady, and she's like magical and really funny, and like this tiny adorable demon who thinks he's the king of hell, but he's like. Every time you look at me, you're like, oh, you little smoochy cakes. Oh, that sounds fun. It's really fun. It's just stupid and well-written and, like, really wholesome and very much like, uh, it's a shit I wish I had when I was a kid where it's, uh, like, everybody, being weird's fine. You're allowed to be that way. Being weird is just, just as okay as being normal. They're oh, that just, sounds really good. Yeah, yeah. It's, okay, so, I'll yeah, check that uh, out. The Owl House is really, really fun. So, um, uh, I've been watching, that's, like, a very strong recommendation for I me. have a, yeah. I have a, a an animation-related oh, story. I'll, I'll keep it real short, but, um. On my uh, recent camping trip, like we sort of uh, bookended it with by staying at my parents' house or my parents' place out in Central Oregon, and I got the chance and took it to introduce my nibblings, who are fourteen and ten years old, to Akita. Oh, really? And oh, that's awesome. And uh, uh, my brother Nick was like, "Oh, I don't know, I don't know if Alex is old enough." And I was like, "Oh, well, you remember the first time you saw it? Like, I brought it back from Japan, and it was brand new, and you were like eleven years old." And he's like, "Okay, that's cool. Let's watch it." I mean, because that cartoon, it's gorgeous. It is. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I it was a, it, it was groundbreaking, right? Like, it was a groundbreaking piece of animation, beautiful piece of animation, and um, it is ferociously disturbing and violent. Um, yeah, there's, especially at the end with... Uh, uh, yeah, and there's there's yeah. one like brief scene of um, sexual violence, and I warned the kids about it. I was like, there's a scene where there's a sexual assault on, on uh, uh, Kaori. Kaori gets her like shirt ripped off and then punched in the face. They don't actually... Oh, like, that's right. Yeah, they don't, yeah, yeah. Like, they don't early ever, in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's no... Um, I don't... I, I, there's no... Uh, there's no actual... I mean, she's not like she doesn't get raped, right? Like there's definitely no time for that to happen, but there's, it's definitely implied that no, they're it's going to. Yeah, yeah. And it's a super uncomfortable scene. But, um, so I warned them about that, but yeah, I mean, that movie is just so, so violent. It's super, um, <laughs> and so beautiful. Like it's just, it's just fun to watch. And it, and then the ending is so confusing and the kids loved it. They were 
they talked about it like nonstop. Hell yeah! So we we only got to watch the first half of it the first night because everybody was tired and had to go to bed, and then we watched the second half the next night. They talked about watching it like at breakfast. They're like, "When can we watch the rest of Akira?" Oh, that's like, awesome! Like they were so into it. My dad, on the other hand, like he watched the first half with us, and then he's like, "You guys just go watch that downstairs. I don't care about it." it, it <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. Uh, yeah. He didn't want to see it. Um, but yeah, it was that was really fun because that's. Uh, you know that movie was definitely one of the things that uh, launched me into uh, an adulthood full of cartoons, and um, and so that was that was a really delightful thing to share with them. Uh, yeah, that that cartoon got me really into uh, speed, uh, like driving around on cool bikes, and, oh yeah, uh, smoking yeah. cigarettes, uh-huh. and being like a cool Japanese guy. Yeah, I really, yeah, big. Uh, I always and yeah. it, to this day, I still wear like a big red jacket with the. And then on the every back. now and again, I will scream to the sky, Kanada. Tetsuo! Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, let's be done with this episode. Uh, thank you. We are done. Thank you for listening. Bye. Say goodbye to your dog. <laughs>